right. Hello and welcome back to the Content That Grows podcast. Uh, this week, we've got Kevin King on with us to discuss a, another fun kind of trending but potentially future impact topic. Uh, nice to have you on, Kevin. Great to be here. I'm back. You're back. It's been a while. And we were talking about this in, in Slack, but it's, uh, it's episode number 50. I know. Which I, is, hope I, don't un- I hope I don't underwhelm. I, <laughs> I think we both have that feeling. Uh, it's funny that uh, Nate's worked so hard and been the face of this for all 49 other episodes. Um, totally. So we were jabbing him. But he was gracious enough to say that he thought we could handle it. So we'll, we'll do our best to yep. remain entertaining and informative. Um, yep, it's an honor. Yeah. So uh, the topic today uh, is SGE, or Search Generative, search generative Experience. Um, I just want to kind of like dig in, kind of figure out what the status is of this kind of search feature, if you will. Um, maybe talk a little bit about like whether we have any initial insights on, on content that's in there or, or how SEOs might leverage this. Um, and then circle back on what we think it, it might mean for search and optimize content moving forward. Um, but maybe to start, let's just kind of love to toss it over to you just to ask like, okay, what is, what is this thing? What is SGE? Yeah. Well, I think we're all still trying to figure it out, but, uh, I mean, ultimately what it literally is, is Google's attempt to use AI to summarize uh, queries at the top of a search result, or it's bouncing around a little bit, but to quickly summarize a, a search result, um, utilizing their, their um, AI capabilities um, to make it you know, easier and quicker to get an answer to a variety of queries. Uh, that's probably the most concise way I could put it, but um, you know, there's a lot of nuance and tech to it, of course. Yeah, I, I think my initial impression, just kind of pinging in and out of it, is that it's very much like a featured snippet that's just more dynamic and kind of cuts across multiple intents. Um, it very much feels aligned with some of Google's talking points around like how they'd love to be able to introduce more diversity in the SERP. So you're not just seeing like the same title tags in the same approach to a topic when, especially for like seed keywords and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's going to be probably something I say a lot, maybe you say a lot, but yeah, the featured snippets comparison is really, I think accurate. Um, just adding and improving the user experience improving might be a controversial way to put it because I know that there's a lot of opinions about it, but I think like generally that's what they, they are attempting to do is enhance the user experience of search. Um, we'll pro I know we'll get into like the, you know, the hot takes or, you know, counter arguments to that, but like, that's what it is. It's a user experience improvement and diversification of the serves. Those two things I think are the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I think the two the two standout things that I'm enjoying about it and what it is is like I do like that it's a little long tail focused. Like as a user, I'm sort of like, oh, I can keep drilling down. I, I like that aspect. Um, and then the other part is that like it does video and like e commerce product input in there as well, which I think is fascinating. Maybe a little terrifying for people in the e com space, um, but. Yeah, I do. I I don't think it's a horrible experience. Not great. But no, not horrible. No, not at all. I think I think there are 
queries that are better than others, obviously to your point, depending on the intent, but, um, but yeah, I've, I think it's interesting to see how it's evolving too over the past few months. Um, I think they're getting, it's getting better. The, um, comprehensiveness, I guess, of them, comprehensive and conciseness of it at the same time is kind of getting better. Um, and they're incorporating more sources and citing more sources, um, which is better and a good experience. I think overall at the beginning, I I think everyone was afraid that that wasn't even going to happen. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it's still a lot to be seen from the quality of it, but, um, but yeah, I think it's been, an interesting thing to watch develop. I know that seems pretty down the road, middle of the road, but and then the other <laughs> thing too, down the other thing I'll say about it too is, um, from an experiential standpoint, the only thing which it'll come up probably a few times is that it's it's just it's still slow. It takes a couple seconds. Actually, I know there's data. People have been that, that's one of the more interesting things that people have opinions about, and I think there are valid um, perspectives on it. But that's the only thing I'd say is probably not the best is that it takes longer than you know, searching and then going through and scanning results and clicking. So, um, that's, that's a, something to double click on in a bit. Nice. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think that's a perfect segue into like, sort of like the squirreliness of this feature right now is probably why, like, I, I would hazard to guess most people listening to this have like run into the topic. Um, but I think most people are kind of no one's able to put their finger on it. Like it changes all the time. Um, so it just kind of wanted to like, maybe it'll help just like walk through like how we've seen this thing evolve a little bit and like what's some of those like, I don't know. Um, like what what have we seen this thing do and change and like why is that complicating the the conversation of anyone claiming to know what this thing's gonna do? Yeah, well, I think and the first thing that comes to mind is ultimately that it it doesn't appear all the time (laughs) i think that that that's something you and i've discussed this week and um but like and as something that's like even more um happening more recently i think um and even personally for myself it's just not appearing as much um as i feel like it was at one given time over the past i don't know it's been out for about like you know six 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 plus months Mm -hmm. um uh, so I think that that's a hard thing to zero in on. Obviously it's in a testing kind of mode, right. Or experiment, right. To use their language more so, um, because it's an experiment, it's, it's just rapidly changing. So it's really hard to zero in on, on like what we feel is going to stick and, and what's not going to stick. And so to be specific, like I, I, I mentioned it up top, like there wasn't, there weren't sources or any additional links um cited initially there's a lot more of that now actually a lot mm-hmm. and they've enhanced that experience even playing around more so with it in the past day just even in preparation of this discussion just you know there's within the links there's you can expand those and there's you know there's obviously rich content that gets pulled into that like the imagery and all that so it's gone from what was probably a really simple hey, ask a question, here's the concise answer to a more enriched experience, I guess, or enriched and, enriched and dynamic experience um, than it was initially. Um, all of the changes along the way, there's been a lot, um, but I think that, that that probably sums it up best. 
Yeah, I think the the things that I've noticed, like just from playing with it, have been like, like it initially started it was color coded, which was actually kind of useful as an SEO to start saying like, oh, there's a potential way that like Google's categorizing these and like that yeah. will be useful. But now if you go like the search, it just blends right in. It's got that traditional white background. Um, a lot of the, I think like hunches around what this thing is going to do is like, what's Google willing to like allow its, um, like interrupt its ads. Um, oh, right. You know, Correct. so like there's yeah. an element of, of like, are the ads going to show up in this? You know, how do they keep this monetized? And then like this past week, it's the actual SGE response sat below the traditional four ads sitting at the top of a busy SERP. Um, and then I jumped on this morning right before we were recording this and saw, well, nope, now it's above the ads. So it's like, this, as you were kind of saying, like this thing is just so dynamic um, right now in terms of does it appear, doesn't it appear, where are they putting it, what's inside of it. Um, and then as you mentioned, like I started grabbing queries from some of our client roadmaps just to see, you know, like how is this impacting? And even over the last like month and a half or so, like it really feels like even those are changing regularly, um, like what they're willing to feature in there and how many of them even appear there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's a moving target to understand exactly what it's going to service. One of the other things too, I think, which wasn't there initially, which happens sometimes is that, you know, how you can expand it to have more like they're, that's, they're kind of hiding more information after for like certain types of queries. Right. And so like you have to actually prompt it. And also there are queries in which it, it doesn't like you can actually, it doesn't surface a, a, a that result automatically. And there's a prompt where you can ask for it to do that. Mm -hmm. So there's like all different ways that you can actually interact with it. It's not, which is a good thing to clarify. It's not just like, Hey, sometimes it'll appear. Sometimes it won't. It's actually more nuanced than that. Um, even though that's one of the actual outcomes, it might or might not appear, but then you <laughs> might, it might not appear, but then you might be able to actually make it appear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so then with all of that, I do want to focus on like what some people have been saying, like what we've been saying. Um, and so maybe I'll, I'll just introduce a couple of these that are more yeah. like fear mongery. And I just kind of want to get like, maybe like your thoughts overall on like where you kind of fall on your temperament towards this thing. Yeah. Um, so obviously like initially the first things I was seeing out of the gate were like, Google's going to take tank its own, you know, ad revenue and mm -hmm. uh, like, what are they doing? Oh my goodness. Um, and then I think over the last month, Microsoft sort of acknowledged like, Hey, we haven't taken over any market share since we like put billions of dollars into this thing to help us with our own search and like compete. Um, and so people are predicting like, oh, well, SGE is going to be this like watered down version of the thing that we see because there's not actually a ton of pressure on, on Google to like completely reinvent search and what they've been doing. Um, yeah. So maybe they'll have more time. Um, I think that uh, go ahead. That one is one of the more interesting ones. And I think it's actually probably the one of the more level headed uh, perspectives on it because 
yeah, I think that that's true, right? Like there, there's a lot of other areas with AI, which we're not going to dive into that I think are probably where they want to place their bets even more, even though the search experience is obviously ripe for this to be infused with AI. It's just, you know, with the, the chat tools and all of that, like Bard versus ChatGPT and all the other ways they're integrating AI into their tool sets, like, seems like, yeah, there there isn't as much pressure, or at least there isn't as much pressure anymore um, uh, versus, like, beginning of the year when yeah. Bing and all that was actually happening and yeah. announced, really, right? Like, the right. temperature's gone down. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the other the other part sort of has to do with like, I think people in our industry trying to figure out well what's our insurance plan if this hits the fan and and I like mostly I'm seeing people being like forget top of the funnel like we're going all middle and bottom because top is going to be <laughs> all AI um, and I think that sort of centers around other parts which is like are there other things we can optimize for including um, Google's other kind of search products, if that's where we can categorize it, but like Google Discover being yeah. an example. Google Discover, I think, is is something I actually, uh, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think that's like one of the things that in the next year people are going to be hot on. I'm seeing that a lot on Twitter. So I, I think that that's a valid thing to say that that might be one example of how people are going to have a backup plan or insurance policy against SGE if it becomes this, you know, dominating force within the SERPs. But I don't, I don't, I don't particularly believe that that's what's going to happen. Um, just based on a lot of different perspectives. I mean, some of the stuff I've seen is really, it's interesting. It's the wide spectrum. There's people who believe it's going to steal all the clicks from, like you said, it's going to tank they're they're going to tank their own ad revenue there's the perspective that it's going to steal clicks from just the organic search which i i believe that will happen i mean that seems to be one of the most prediction like consistent predictions it's just like everybody has a different percentage of clicks that they think it's going to steal from yeah. but it's you know you got to have a number um and it's going to be across different industries and serps that'll be different but um the other thing is what's so funny is i'm seeing a lot of people say that um it, yeah, it'll steal clicks, but then I think there's some people who are like, well, no, it might actually improve clicks in general, which, you know, obviously there's validity to both perspectives. But um, the one thing that I saw in like doing more reading about this even recently was um, like Danny Sullivan had said in some article, we can link to it, um, uh, but uh, it was that in 2021, the, 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 the stat was that Google has consistently every year increased uh, traffic to the web through search every year since its inception, despite all of these, despite all of these other things that have come out, like, right, there's featured snippets and all that. I'm filling in some of the, the blanks there with that. But if um, if accurate and true, then that's interesting, right? Like Google wants to improve the user experience to what we were saying earlier. And I think that... Um, it might actually improve or it'll change the way that we interact with search. Yes, it'll have an impact on clicks, but again, yet to be seen how. It could very well improve it in a variety of ways, especially if you know how to optimize it for, which is what we're talking about, like um, how uh, 
um, how people approach featured snippets or how they did approach featured snippets, which is the other thing too. People are saying that it might replace featured snippets. So <laughs> also true. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it is an awkward experience when you land on. There's a number of them that have a featured snippet and the SGE pops up, and you're like, I don't think we need this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's it's a lot to digest. <laughs> yeah, I did think um, Aleda's post this week was like pretty even tempered. It was like a nice way to start to like think about percentages um, and kind of a, a a framework where she broke it down. Basically, like there's duplicative SGE where it's just like straight up the same thing. So if you unfurl that response, um, you're getting pretty much the same results, the same recommended articles inside of that. Um, and so there's probably like less risk to you losing clicks. And then it, it set up kind of that medium kind of summarizing. So now it's like moving across them. Similarly, like it'll be more impactful than a complete duplicate because there's some complementary features that it's offering you. Um, but still fairly low risk, low medium risk to losing it. And then there's like what she referred to as like the accelerators, um, which is when it unfurls and it just starts like basically doing your business for you in some way where it's offering like, and this is where I was seeing more of this in like e-commerce searches where it's just like, Hey, we'll take you right to this product and whatever products fall into here have the best opportunity of getting sold. Yeah. Totally. And I, yeah, I mean, her, her take on all these types of things is always great. So I think that that's a good way to look at it. Um, I don't want to like jump ahead, but I think that's like, there's a lot of good assessments of, of that, or at least initial ones that I think people should be uh, absolutely taking into consideration, or at least like trying to look at it that way. So you can better analyze the types of content that you should be creating, the types of queries and topics you should be going after and then like come up with strategies to map against that yeah so i guess say more about that like what are your initial insights on like how are how are seos how are content marketers gonna use this thing moving forward um and is there a way to quote unquote use it um in terms of does it offer us advantages that that kind of thing yeah, I mean, I think the first thing which we always recommend is like keep doing the fundamental things that we know always, I mean, always work. We've been doing this a long time. Like if you lead with, you know, strong content, topical depth, rich formatting, appropriate formatting, um, obviously strategic when you know how to do that, be strategic about like where, what you're crafting there but like all you know schema markup where relevant and still applicable <laughs> like all the things that you should be doing citing sources all that all that is going to end up leading to a potential outcome for for that right um similar to featured snippets that's basically what i'm getting at this is like you know we didn't we learned on that we should take those learnings from featured snippets probably more than anything to um, try to capitalize on it. Um, I think one of the, until a tool, which is naturally going to happen at some point, like an Ahrefs or SEMrush, SEMrush, however you pronounce it, um, <laughs> um, is, uh, is going to have something at some point. I don't know how quickly that'll happen, right? Like in Ahrefs, you can, they give you great reporting on 
where featured snippets are, the types of featured snippets, um, all, all types of rich SERP results, right? So you can understand that better and optimize for it. I think we're probably a ways away from it, but that'll happen at some point. Until then, to my point earlier, um, I think you just have to craft, you have to look at what you're going after from a topic standpoint and actually do a little bit more maybe manual assessment of what the SERPs look like across that and then map to that accordingly. Um, I think one of the uh, uh, better approaches, because everyone's just kind of kind of coming up with them now um, on their own, is, is I saw, I think Ross Hudgens um, basically said, like, take your topics and, you know, search them across these, bucket them and see where it's appearing, see where it's not and, and start crafting a plan from there. Um, and I think that that's totally the probably level-headed and logical way to approach it because <laughs> you're you need to um understand where these opportunities are and then try your best to to communicate upwards about how you're going to you know either mitigate the impact of it or actually capitalize on what the benefits might of it might be right yeah yeah i definitely so i started doing that for our own content just to like Nice. Know, kind of the, <laughs> the old school manual way of just being like, let's see what it generates and let's look at the long tails and like, let's see what this whole thing is about. Um, and which like anyone listening to this can do pretty effectively. Like if you have a piece of content that is ranking very well, um, just log into whatever account that like you can get beta access to to SGE. Um, search that keyword and like see if you fall into the SGE experience and like likely you will um, if your if your piece of content ranks. So in that way, it feels very much in just based on like looking at the content we've ranked well and that appears in SGE. It's very much like optimizing for a featured snippet. Like, do you have parts of your content that? match the intent of this one line that's in their summary, then I bet you can get your content in that drop down within the summary. Um, yeah. And that, I mean that it doesn't feel like it's shaking me to my core at like how I do SEO or it just feels very much like, Oh, I see this being a tool. And then in addition to seeing the content that I get into the SGE tool, like it's now offering me all of the data around, what other users are searching in the long tail related to this topic. Yeah. Um, so now you can like, even if you don't see that long tail inside of Hrefs or SEMrush, like you now have access to like hints for other queries. You can either optimize that article for, um, or create other content around. Totally. That's that. I mean, having an optimistic outlook like that is the way to go with any of this stuff. I mean, like you mentioned up top, there's a lot of, or earlier, there's a lot of these, you know, perspectives that just kind of create fear and reactive, reactive, um, tactics and, and anxiety about like what it's going to do. And I mean, if, if, if that's the perspective you have, then ultimately you might be doing something just wrong in general because like you should be able to with the tool set that you have um and we ha that we have at our disposal to you know to capitalize on these things or use them as 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 things that can inform strategy even more and and like it's an early one so you just got to keep an eye on it like all these things we're talking about are obviously speculative some of these tips are probably really good ways to approach it right now because you shouldn't ignore it 
Um, you got to have a plan. Like if you're if, like us or if you're in-house and you have like a boss or a manager or a CMO or anybody in marketing that's like, what are we doing about this? Like all of this is a good way to go like, this is how we're thinking about it. Because it can't just be like, I don't know, search is going to, we're going to lose clicks. We're going to lose clicks. Like it's better to have a perspective and answer on it. So yeah. um, I think that that, that is, makes a ton of sense. I think unfortunately, this is sort of just a tangent on a little bit of what you said there. Like the fear mongering aspect that I'm seeing and catching are, it comes from the SEO community, but it's like, it's a tactic, right? Like I, I see people paying for spots and newsletters and paying for like all these things so that they can basically say like, the sky is falling and I have the answer, so follow me out. And it's like, that's pretty annoy annoying, just like in general. I get it, I understand it's a tactic, it's sort of, straight out of like the influencer playbook but um absolutely th yeah it, I mean, it bothers me to like you know that it's like our own industry tries to like basically like shame you out of other i'm smart it, i'll help you <laughs> it, i'm the only way out because like this it's just crumbling yeah it's and that happens with everything it's happened this whole year with all the different things that have happened you we can point to so many different things, including the multiple helpful content updates, the uh, other core algorithm updates. Like they're just, you know, everyone's going to clamor to have the answer right away. And also the perspective that makes you want to, you know, follow trust what they have to offer. And ultimately, I think when you get under the hood, it's just still going to be a lot of the same. Nothing truly innovative because <laughs> it's all new, like, yeah. it, it, which is... Um, always the thing to keep in mind when something's so new how can anybody have that much actual true experience to be an expert on it yeah i agree well i think that actually sums everything up pretty nicely um mm -hmm. so essentially what we've learned today is like this thing's still in motion um it's worth taking the time to kind of learn play with it um it's probably you know like it's worth just like having a perspective on this thing that is like, this will probably be a future tool, a thing that we can use to better understand and help either the company you work for or your clients kind of get the spots. If this thing's going to be launched, we don't know when it's going to be launched. Um, I've seen some speculation that it's probably going to be next year. Um, just given an attempt to not create too much volatility going into the holiday seasons and people taking time off. Um, uh, yeah. And so with that, I guess, uh, that'll wrap it up. We have a webinar coming up next week, Thursday. Well, I guess if you're listening to this, uh, in two days, um, so November 16th, it'll be 11 AM central time, 12 PM Eastern time. Um, we're going to go over what's working for our clients and generally the, the SaaS industry at large, uh, when it comes to SEO, um, and uncover eight ways that you can level up your 2024 plans. Super relevant to this conversation. Exactly. Related. <laughs> so with that, um, thanks for coming on and talking, Kevin, and we'll see yeah. you again, hopefully soon. Yeah, my pleasure. Looking forward to it.